Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Ladies and gentlemen, I have more amuse bouche for you today. I can't do this every day. Okay, we are a very good restaurant, but we have a chef who is temperamental and it's only when he's in the mood that he offers a Benny when you first sit down at the table. You know, bite-sized and for free. Want to wet your palate for what's about to un... How's all that so far? Are you so... Are you... How amused I have a story to tell. With your amused boots. I have a a story to tell. Okay, (laughs) good. I'm hungry. I'm I'm about to to satisfy your appetite. It goes something like this. Yesterday, the poll question at Smirconish.com. I'm bummed about the outcome, but I'll just tell it to you straight. Are you open to the idea of voting for a libertarian candidate for local, state, or national office? We had 23,475 vote. We had Angela McCardle here yesterday. She is the chair of the National Libertarian Party. Made some news here, I think, by <coughs> explaining to us that the door was left open for RFK Jr. And that the possibility exists that he could both run as an independent and potentially run as a libertarian candidate. But I digress. The poll question simply asked if you are open to the idea of voting for a libertarian candidate for local, state, or national office. And 51.83% said, no, I'm not, which floors me and disappoints me. I, I think many who voted were looking at the 2024 cycle, and despite... The very simple wording of the poll question instead were telling me I'm not voting for a libertarian in 2024. So I heard again yesterday from a number of callers who like, oh, these third party candidates are nothing but spoilers. And I remembered as I was leaving the studio yesterday that Jesse Ventura, Governor Ventura, elected as an independent Governor of Minnesota in 1998 has been a guest on this program on just a couple of occasions. But in the back of my noggin, you know, can't remember what I had for lunch, but in the back of my noggin, I know that in one of his appearances, I asked him to respond to that complaint, you know, that charge that you're throwing your vote away if you're voting for something other than an R or a D. And he had a great answer. But I don't remember what it was. I just know that he had a great answer. So I wanted to hear it. Now, quick background. Alice, who you know as our newsletter editor, is combing my archives. A thankless job. Bless her. Handled. Bless her. Handled without complaint and finding gold. Her task is, I I spent Labor Day weekend going through this very rudimentary directory that we have of all my archived material, meaning pre-SiriusXM. 
in a search for author interviews never released as my book club. And I made a number of notes, and then she has to do the hard part, which is to go through and listen to all the audio. And it's really hit or miss, and our records are just not as organized as we wish them to be. Here, I'll give you an example of of what I identified and she has found, and you're going to hear it soon as book club releases. Louis Free, who was the head of the FBI, wrote a a memoir, My FBI. We have it. We're going to release it soon. Jack Bogle the legendary founder of Vanguard. One of my favorite books that he wrote is The Battle for the Soul of Capitalism. Uh, We have it. She found it. We're going to release it. Something really special to me. You know that the the follow-up to 9-11, now I'm really off on tangents, the follow-up to 9-11 in the UK was the attack of 7-7. Like you've got 9-11, you've got 10-7 in Israel, you had 7-7 in London, which was in 2005. And after the attack in London, the travel market collapsed. Americans were not going to the UK, fearful of terrorism. The London Terrorism Bureau, like I couldn't make this up, sought me out and said, would you come and do a radio show for a week in the UK? We'll help you get guests because we need people to know that we're open for business. Yeah, no place I'd rather be. They delivered to me Nick Mason, the Pink Floyd founder and uh, drummer. And he came to my, he rode his motorbike to my studio and we sat down. I've never been able to release it as, as a book club podcast, but now we will. Jennifer Weiner, among her many books, In Her Shoes, which became a movie. We found that. We've got it. Michael Bamberger, Bob Woodward, Chris Miller. Chris Miller, one more example. Chris Miller was an Alpha Delta Phi at Dartmouth. That was the Animal House. His nickname in the house was Pinto. He wrote the screenplay for Animal House and then wrote a book about his experience. We found it. We're going to release it. What we didn't find in the archives for any book interviews was Jesse Ventura. So now I go to Dan. I'm like, Dan, I had him in the fishbowl. In the New York City Sirius XM headquarters, I had Jesse Ventura. Can you find me that tape? This is kind of funny. It was 10 years ago this month. And Dan said, I didn't start till the next month, but I found it. But I found it. So now I listen to the interview and it all comes flooding back to me. TC, you, I think, will remember some of this. Chris Matthews for whom I was still guest hosting at the time on Hardball, wrote a book called Tip and the Gipper. And we scheduled Chris Matthews to come to the fishbowl in the SiriusXM headquarters to talk about Tip and the Gipper. We can only fit like 50 people, 50 listeners in the fishbowl. Do you want to describe the fishbowl? Fishbowl is all glass, and it's it's right on the main floor of the SiriusXM headquarters in Midtown Manhattan, like you're 20 yards from Howard Studio. It's a performance radio space in the middle of the SiriusXM New York, and it's all glass, and it is so cool. So Chris Matthews was scheduled, and then I guess I was offered Jesse Ventura, who had just published a book of his own. Hey, like Jesse wants to come on your show and promote your book. His book was called They Killed Our President. 63 reasons why there was a conspiracy to kill JFK. So I say, hey, I'm going to be with Chris Matthews in the performance space. If Jesse's in New York City on such and such a day, he can follow Chris Matthews. It'll be a twofer. You're on. So I interview Chris Matthews. And when the interview ends, 
he leaves as Jesse Ventura is walking in. And the two of them are now in a in a, a close you know conversation in the hallway that I couldn't hear. And I'm I'm you know getting ready to host the next hour of the radio show anyway. So now Jesse Ventura comes in and he sits for about a 20 minute interview with me. First thing that I that I ask him is what were you just talking to Chris Matthews about? Hey, welcome back to the Sirius XM headquarters in Midtown Amuse Boosh. Now, Governor, we got to begin by recreating for the folks on this side of the, the tarp what happened on the other side. Chris Matthews was just here. Right. And, and Chris was walking out. I just interviewed him on his brand new book, Tipping the Gipper, about how government needs to function and work and get along. And I was a fly on the wall. What did you say to him and, and what was the response? Well, Chris Matthews is another one of these mainstream media that doesn't believe there was any conspiracy to kill John F. Kennedy. And my new book is 63 Reasons Why There Was a Conspiracy, and I challenged him on a few things because I'm sick and tired of mainstream media not looking at facts, not looking at the actual things that happened that day, and there's so many of them. If you read my book, you'll find it truly laughable that the country believed the Warren Commission when you see actually hear and see the facts that went on that day. All right. I don't know if I'm in the mainstream media. I don't know what. No, the you're on Sirius media. Radio. Okay, you're but main, mainstream, mainstream, <laughs> but media, I, and, and it's no knock on Sirius. Mainstream definition for me is if you're governed by the FCC, then they control you. So you you get the feel like Jesse's totally wired from the moment that he walks in the door. He's all fired up. He's angry at Chris Matthews because Matthews won't put him on hardball. Mainstream media, right, won't put him on hardball to promote his book about a conspiracy, a set of conspiracy theories. You know, the old it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone. The Warren Commission got it all wrong. I had read the book. I had read the book. I sat there, you know, very dutifully with my copy all tabbed up. um, And I wasn't in a position to respond to all of the all of the issues that Jesse Ventura would raise, because that would necessitate going back and reading the thousand page Warren Commission, which time didn't allow me to do. So I heard him out in the course of this interview. But I I became increasingly uh, what would I say, TC, not agitated, but it wasn't a debate, but he was really pushing. He was and, really trying right. to like suck like, me into you. a debate yeah, on the on exactly. the issues, and and so like twenty minutes into the interview, now it's time to go because I've got a hard out, uh, and I've got you know radio ads that I've got to read and so on and so forth. I want you to hear the final two minutes of the interview, just first for your um, truly for your amusement purposes only. And, and I'm still going to get Jesse on this program if I can, Governor Ventura, because I still haven't found what was that great answer that he offers when people say your your election was an exception. And aren't we throwing away our vote normally when we vote for an independent? That wasn't in this conversation. But here's how our here's how our discussion ended. The book is called They Killed Our President. Sixty three reasons to believe there was a conspiracy to assassinate JFK. Nice to make your acquaintance. Why do you believe so strongly that Oswald did it? Um, it's been a long time. I read the Warren Commission report, <laughs> and and I thought that it's imp- an imperfect document, but I think that they they made well, a compelling a, argument. And I also really? what about I also, the fact, of- Governor? But Governor, wait. It's a bit unfair. I read your book. 
I haven't, like you claim to have invested years researching this, I'm not holding myself out as an authority. I simply don't think that you dotted all the I's and crossed the T's because and the Warren you've Commission written, did. You've written, yeah, because the Warren Commission not only laid out the evidence from their perspective, they told they the story. A lot. You know, you're just not giving me the opportunity to respond. I'm thrilled to have you here, but. They laid out a narrative and told you who killed him. You've laid out a narrative asking sensationalistic questions and not answering any of them to my satisfaction. Really? You're sitting here now. You can't say who killed Kennedy. You can't say how who, how they killed him. How many they were killed in him the with loop? A rifle. But you just you I just, just told you how you they killed him. All these they aspersions on the oh, likes of yeah. LBJ, on the likes of Hoover, on the Alan likes of Arlen Specter. They're all Alan, yeah, the they're magic all involved. Theory. They're you buy all, that? You know how to debunk the magic you, bullet you know theory? What? I have to I have to debunk commercials. That's right. what I that's what I have Well, to I'll do. talk to these people. You know how you debunk the magic bullet theory? I'll come back to the serious XM headquarters in just a moment. This is the Michael Smirconish program on POTUS. Fun stuff, huh? Amuse Bush. Holy moly. Yeah, I I, I heard heard me a little annoyed there. I heard me swallow. Yeah. I heard me swallow in that because I it, it was as if I'd okay, I've been fair to you. I've heard you out. You, you keep saying, I don't know anything about it, but you've, frankly, Governor, you've written this book where you don't tell us who killed Kennedy. You don't tell us how they killed Kennedy. All you do is throw everything at the wall against the Warren Commission, but you don't offer an alternative narrative. I'd completely forgotten how the interview ended. And when I heard it last night, I'm like, oh, man, I got I to gotta play this on air. I've got to play this on air. Ladies and gentlemen, as Dan will attest, that is not yet a book club release, Dan, but it soon will be, right? Yes, absolutely. We can do it sooner rather than later if you'd like. And you know what else we'll do? The Matthews, like, again, a a nugget of gold, we've never released Matthews, Tip and the Gipper, and I love that book. It's all about the relationship between Ronald. It's perfect for the POTUS audience. It's all about the relationship between Ronald Reagan and and, uh, Tip O'Neill. I almost said Tipper Gore. Tip O'Neill. So both of those coming soon. Dan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want more information? I yes. want Radio yes. Dan. Yes. Come on. Sorry. Yes, they are. They are totally lined up and ready to go. Um, so they will They will be out in the next, uh, well, we got one dropping today, and then probably Garrett Graff dropping on Friday, and then uh, Monday and Wednesday next week we can do it. So do you I think that? You know. Do you think TC? Now that I've discussed this, that you can still get Governor Ventura? I really want to hear his answer to we'll that talk, question. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that could be. Oh, really? Oh, oh did oh, I just do oh, myself oh, in? Uh, no. Well, maybe we'll talk. No, yeah. let's talk now. I want the audience we, to hear. Come when on. do we go on the air? Yeah, when do we go on air? Yeah. Come on, this is Amuse Boosh. Okay, let's hang deliver. On. I'm finding. It. Oh so Jesus! Wh- the, the interesting thing is, so I'm going back and forth trying to get. <laughs> Uh, Jesse Ventura on the program. And yeah. I got hooked up with Tyrell Ventura, who hmm. is his son. That is who does the scheduling, evidently. Okay. So I, I now this is all making sense to me. I frankly did not put a lot of stock into it. But he said to me that going back and forth, Jesse would love to do the interview. He has one request, though. He would love to return to have Michael appear at a later date to debate the JFK assassination you must with him be shitting on me. the governor's Substack publication, Wait a die first, Wait. then quit. Are you joking? I am absolutely not joking. But this so, was a couple days ago, not so, because of this. I just okay, ignored it. So he remembers. Must have. He remembers Must all have. this. I didn't. I know. And he now, he thinks I'm going to debate him on right, JFK. On Substack. <laughs> 
Get ready. Just oh, pull out that warrant. Pull out. Got to tab up the warrant commission. Oh gotta my do god. It. Yeah. Got to do it. He has one request. Uh, so he he clearly remembers. So if we. Oh if my god. Uh, we don't do this, by the way. We don't do a tit for tat kind of thing no. to get guests on the show. No. So we need to. I, I completely ignored it. Okay, Dan. Dan, can I say one last thing about <laughs> about this? Yeah. Still out there somewhere is mm-hmm. another interview that I did with Governor Ventura where he mm-hmm. answers the question of what do you say to somebody who says you waste your vote when you vote third party? Can we look mm-hmm. in the archives again and see is there another Ventura interview? Because that's all I want. I just want yes. that three-minute response. Sure. I will look for it. Thank you, gang. Thank you all. Thank mm-hmm. you, Dan. Thank you so much for all the work you do. Uh, thank you, TC. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> but the, the 50 people there that day, they really got a treat. They really got a treat. All right. Uh, the appetizer is coming up next. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Okay. <laughs> Amuse Bouche Part 2. Apparently there's more. And then I promise I'll move on. Uh, Dan, do tell. What, what what have you been up to? What did you find? So uh, you uh, had asked about uh, that you remember distinctly in a separate interview with uh, the former governor, Jesse Ventura, that you recalled asking him um, about you know how he won his election as an independent for governor of Minnesota. And what do you say to those people who, are, uh, who say they're throwing their vote away by voting for an independent or a third-party candidate, right? Dan, Dan do you know, before you play it, do you know... When this interview was, I'm trying to figure out if this was yes. before or after the uh, the smackdown on JFK. 
this uh, this was after this was uh, uh, July twentieth of twenty sixteen, and you had him on, and he was and he was suing the RNC at the same time. Um, uh, because oh. I think the Republican National Convention was happening, and yeah. you had also asked him. I have another clip here uh, that's uh, it's just labeled orchestrated bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Mine Ventura, is. and it's uh, <laughs> I think it's his. It's thirty eight seconds long, so but it's from the same day that we pulled this uh, this throwing your vote away clip, uh, which I found in my little uh, Fred archive machine. That is so, awesome. Okay, so yeah. here's the last thing I'll say, and then you can air it. Let, let sure. Let's see if. It's worth all I've made of it that I I just think he had a really good answer. I don't know. And I'm reflecting on this because 51.83% of this audience yesterday said, I'm not voting for a libertarian at any level, which distresses me because I'd like to think that there are quality candidates who could run under that banner. And the idea that you foreclose that prospect doesn't make any sense to me. So go ahead, Dan. You set it up and you play it. Ridiculous. When you vote, you're not there to pick a, a winner. You're not there at a horse race. You're there to pick the person you want most to be president. And if that person finishes hypothetically fifth, so what? You did your job as a citizen by voting for the candidate of your choice. Now, when they come up with that nonsense about throwing your vote away or electing someone else, that's their patented Democrat and Republic excuse for losing. When they lose an election, what do they do? They don't assume uh, they don't assume the responsibility themselves. They point the finger at the third party guy and say he's who did it. He, oh, how arrogant to think that everybody that votes for Gary Johnson would have voted for one of them had Gary not been there. That's the biggest bunch of crap. That's their cop out that they do. Their excuse for losing. So that is uh, that was during the Republican National Convention, July twentieth of twenty sixteen, about uh, throwing your vote away okay. when not voting for one of the two primary candidates. Main By the candidates. way, I'm I'm now back on on Team Ventura after that. That, that that's what I remembered. That yeah. was what I remembered most. None of the JFK stuff mm-hmm. uh, did I recall. What's the other clip you found? Uh, well, the other one is just totally unrelated, but you had asked him just about his take on the RNC. From your sofa in Minnesota, give me yeah. the Jesse Ventura take on what we've seen the last two nights at the RNC. Well, Michael, I can't give it to you because I don't watch. To me, it's None of nothing it. but an orchestrated bunch of bullshit, to put it bluntly. it's all. Orc- I found out from a Minnesota local station here, they didn't even send reporters because reporters aren't even allowed in on the floor. So it's all orchestrated, it's a big show, and there's nothing that they're going to say which is going to get me to vote for Donald. Not that I don't like Donald, I've known him for 25 years, but he's a Republican. I don't vote for Republicans, I don't vote for Democrats. Isn't that funny that Ventura won't vote for R's or D's? He wants everybody to instead vote for I's, and I've got R's and D's listening to me right now who say, I'm not going to vote for an I. You heard Jesse Ventura's 2016 defense of voting for something other than a Republican or a, depend, a, a, a Democrat. He said, I, I took notes, he said, you're, you're not there to pick a winner. You're not there to pick a winner. You are there to exercise your choice and to pick your favorite candidate. Do you find that persuasive? Yesterday, 51.83% of 23,475 voters at my website said, I am not open 
to voting for a libertarian at local, state, or national level. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Andy, you're in Hackensack, New Jersey. You've heard a lot, digested it. What did you want to say? I would definitely vote uh, for third party. I was an independent and registered Republican, and now I'm going to go back to being an independent, and I am done with both parties. No winning with two very angry, embedded parties. There's a no win here. We're not going to get anywhere. So, What did you make of Governor Ventura's analysis of what you should be thinking when you go in there? He says you're not there to pick a winner. You're there to exercise your choice. Well, you know, to a certain degree, for some, it would seem very silly to do that. But if you really think about our lives, you know, sometimes... The things that our gut tells us most to do are the things so many people would advise you not to. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's not. You're right. No, no. And it's, um, you know, here again, what are we all here for and fighting for? It's our freedom to vote. Um, Do I have a say anymore on who I'm even voting for within either party? It's so political within the group that my say is irrelevant by the time I'm able to vote. Um, it's a shame, so you, it's a shame you feel that way. It's a shame you feel that yeah. way. I got a roll, but I thank you in Hackensack. I'm going to go to a different part of the Garden State. This is Eddie in Phillipsburg. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Michael. So I'm first-time caller. I right. would like to say that it was refreshing to hear uh, Jesse Ventura speaking about being an independent. Now, I would vote for him as an independent, even though I rely, I, I, I'm, I'm mostly Democrat. 
But he's telling it like it is. No holes barred, smack you in the face. You know, it's refreshing to hear somebody not leaning on issues or nothing like that. He's straight up. And I like that in the politics. Well, it's how he got elected. I mean, it's that kind of populist appeal, some some shades of Trump, by the way, uh, that got him elected. And it was a stunning race to, you know, to win in 1998 as an independent for governor of Minnesota. I I can only say from my standpoint as a radio host, I thoroughly enjoyed having him, even though he irritated me. That's the word I was looking for earlier. But I, I loved having him and I'd have him again because I, too, love the dialogue. I just didn't appreciate yeah, well, how he I thought say, I was. I say Jesse for president. Oh boy, I'd here say we Jesse go. Jesse for president. It would. You think Donald Trump was fun? This guy would tell it like it is and smack okay, you but, in the but mouth. Wait, if Eddie, you don't but like Eddie, it. Eddie, haven't we had enough fun? Seriously, aren't we all funned out at this point? <laughs> yeah, but everybody, everybody's either with this issue or that issue, uh, abortion. Oh, everybody's telling lies and, and mm. to, 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 to suit their own issues. Jesse Ventura seems like a breath of fresh air compared All to right. a lot of these politicians. Uh, he, he's loving, he's loving here. Eddie, I'm going to roll, but thank you for that. I appreciate the phone call. Jesse is loving it if he's if he's hearing it. Uh, New Albany, Indiana is where Al is standing by. Hi, Al. You making sense of this? Uh, I'm putting my head together, Michael. It's um, a little surprising that uh, your audience would vote so evenly. I've always looked at you as um, somebody that would uh, bring an audience that would be more open to third parties in general, but as a lifelong Say lifelong, yeah. I've always voted for a, a libertarian presidential candidate, and I remember hmm. early arguments about voting for the lesser of two evils is still choosing that, and I've refined that as time has gone by. But ultimately, I always say uh, don't waste your vote. Vote third party and uh, vote for who you choose to represent you, and we keep getting these these options. Uh, so let I me ask really you something. Represent if, if you're if you're a libertarian voter, what did you make yesterday of the Libertarian Party chair leaving the door open that maybe RFK Jr. would run not only as a an independent, but also as a libertarian? Well, I, I was kicking myself as you started. Today. I was like, I can't believe I missed yesterday's show. But uh, I, I no, no you, worries. Uh, we released it. When we released it. Al, right. we released it as a podcast, so it's it's easily found. And 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 I thank you, Al. I encourage Al and anybody who missed that conversation to go listen to it yesterday. It's my daily podcast wherever you get your podcasts, as as TC would say. Uh, Andy, Cleveland, Ohio, you see it differently. Go ahead and take the floor. Yes, I do, Michael. Uh, what I know of libertarians as I'm trying to get on to local school boards and uh, actively campaigning against levies. So um, what seems like to me, trying to destroy the uh, the local school system, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Wait a minute. When you say levy, you mean the, the, the tax base that funds the tax, schools? Yeah, tax base. Yeah, uh-huh. actively campaigning against them while they're sitting as a school board member. So that's with, with the I, wait, with the idea, here. with the idea being if we if we kill the funding source, then we we also kill uh, the school system, the public school system as we know it and replace it with what? We don't have an answer to that. Anti-tax, vote against the levy, 
that seems like their only uh, their only initiative. We had a story yesterday, slightly off message, about about how homeschooling has become so still a, a relatively few homeschooling, but the fastest rise among the what would I say modalities for educating your kid homeschooling, homeschooling. Conroe, Conroe, pardon me, Conroe, Texas is where Wendy is located. Wendy, go ahead and speak to all of these issues. So I just was going to say that I would I agree with what uh, Jesse Ventura is saying about voting your conscience. Kasich was my pick, um, and I voted and supported for him the whole time. And I just think that as Americans, we need to vote our conscience. And what the other caller was saying about sometimes you have to go with your gut, even if it goes against the grain. I think that we've really lost that in our country, and it's very sad to me. So let me just play devil's advocate with it. And I'm, I'm a proponent. I have in common with Jesse an appetite for more choice and more independent voices. That's where he and I are on the same page. If I'm devil's advocate, I say, if I'm going in there to vote my choice, if I'm not using a little bit of game theory, I may end up with the complete opposite of what I want to see. I think that's true, and it's certainly a possibility, but at the end of the day, I have to go to bed at night and be able to sleep and know that I did what I, in my heart, believe was right. Yeah, my, I guess my, case, my, my additional response would be that too many people, thank you, Wendy, too many people are you, by the way, if we had ranked choice voting, we wouldn't have to worry about a lot of this. Okay, then you could vote for your choice and your second choice without concern that, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to now elect the other person that I really don't want. But maybe the answer to this is that too many individuals are using game theory. You know, I'd really like to vote for X, but X can't win. So I'm, I'm going to vote either for Y or Z. But maybe if everybody walked in there and really voted for the candidate they want, X, could win the race. We're, we're all kind of going through these mental gymnastics and talking ourselves out of what perhaps a majority or a plurality would like to see. Well, no, they can't win, but boy, they'd be great, but they can't win. Well, no, they can win if everybody would just disabuse themselves of the idea that they can't win. This is uh, CT in Houston, Texas. Hi, CT. Hi, Michael. Uh, so, I, I I know I told you, Screener, one thing. I feel like a lot of people who call in are ignoring the rules of the road. Like <clears throat> in a basketball game, three points count more than two points, right? So you could hit more two point shots than the other team and lose because the other team hit more threes, and that is what the electoral college does for our elections it will our presidential elections you can easily have someone who maybe they get 34 percent of the vote a third party and the other two parties get you know somewhere in the 30s and the way our system is done right now with the electoral college if you don't get 270 electoral votes then it goes back to the house and then the two parties that are in control right now of the House, they will decide. And so you can't just say, well, we have to vote our conscience. If you understand the rules state that 
one of the two parties that you don't like are going to end up choosing if you can't get the 270 electoral votes. And so I guess I, I hear the pie in the sky thinking about it, but it's not game theory. It's just there are rules that dictate things. Can I respond to your first observation? Yes. Because I, I sort of got distracted after you used the analogy. When I watch an NBA game these days, it seems like there's no action in the paint. And everything is now at the three-point line. And I don't know why that's the case. I, I Like, that's not the game I enjoy watching. It's, it's neat to see somebody knock down some three-point shots. But after a while, I don't know, it's, it's monotonous. And I have a theory. I, I don't have any research about this. Is it just that the players, much like in football, are so much bigger and stronger these days that, that they don't want to mix it up right under the basket because somebody will get hurt? Well, to answer your, to respond to your question, I think there's one element of not wanting to get hurt, but two, just the numbers don't lie. The the teams that are better, that can shoot and make more three pointers, they win. Right. Golden State's shown that over you know a decade. Yeah, I guess that's like, true. It's just it's just the numbers yeah. don't lie, and so we we can't ignore the rules of the road. So if you want a libertarian to win or to have a chance, you need to get rid of the electoral college. Yeah, and why why mix it up under the hoop when you can just stay outside of it and, and you know live to play another day? CT, thank you for that. That was all very interesting, and I appreciate it. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.